Happy good morning. My name is Quenisha and I am your host, coach, teacher, and fellow baddie. And this is the podcast, Be a Better Baddie. Today's episode is what is a baddie? The purpose of today's episode is to truly root us in what a baddie is and how you can be a better baddie. Before we jump into the video, I do want to extend an offer to all of you. So I am having my first workshop called Tap Into Your Inner Baddie. So everything that you hear me talk about today, if you're like, huh, I need help tapping into that. What resources can I use to help me tap into this particular thing? If you come to tap into your inner baddie, you are going to dive into the practical pieces of what it means to embrace your inner baddie. I'm going to offer you all the steps. I'm going to have different templates for all of these reflection activities that I'm talking about. Because until you match the knowledge that you're gaining from this podcast with your everyday practice, you're going to be stuck in the same place. But at the end of the webinar, you would have cracked your inner baddie and she's waiting to emerge. She's ready to come out. So if you're ready to sign up, look at the link in the description and that'll take you to where you need to be to read all the information. So let's jump into understanding the baddie persona, okay? Baddie is defined as someone who is balanced, authentic, driven, deserving, iconic, and evolving. General overview. It's about self-empowerment, right? It's about self-assurance. It's about continual growth. But each of these letters, of course, come with their own ins and outs of what it means to be a baddie. So we're going to break down each letter today and you need to be taking notes. So now that you have your pen and your paper, we are going to jump into the first letter, which is B. B is for balanced. So balance is about being satisfied with all parts of your life. This means that you need to prioritize activities that contribute to your emotional, physical, and mental well-being. And you have to know how to effectively manage stress. So I have tools that can help you bring more balance into your life. And one tool in particular is the Batty Life Wheel. Using the Batty Life Wheel is going to help you evaluate your satisfaction with each part of your life and prompt your thinking for how you can improve those parts of your lives. Overall, everyone has their own major eight components of their lives. But for this example, I'm going to name these eight. So self-image, spirituality, health and wellness, community, recreation, finances, career, and physical environment. Imagine a wheel in all, the wheel is split into these eight parts and it kind of has these concentric circles. You would think about your level of satisfaction with each component of your life and fill up until that particular level. So on this wheel, if you're interested in using it, I do have a few guiding questions that'll help you determine what your satisfaction level is and what you actually need to consider when you are evaluating your satisfaction with these different parts of your lives. So I'll name a few of the questions, but for instance, for self-image, I ask you to think, how do you feel about yourself when you look in the mirror? Do you practice self-compassion and accept yourself for who you are? Thinking about these kinds of questions, it takes you outside of, okay, self-image, I look at myself right now. Because if you look at yourself right now, you could be so happy with the way you look right now, or you can be so unhappy with the way you look now. But we're not asking about in this moment, what has your, what have life patterns essentially told you? How do you feel about these different components of your life? So being able to evaluate and act on those things is going to help you create more balance. After you complete the will, you need to think of it as a physical will. So if your will is too uneven to function, that means your life's a little bit in shambles <laughs> and you need to figure out how to add some balance to the wheel so that the wheel can turn. Like imagine 
a wheel on a row. Like it needs to be even on all sides or edges of the circle. So you need to think about now, how is this area affecting this area? And these are all things that I can help you with in your one-on-one consultations. If you're not ready for a one-on-one, I definitely recommend you do the tap into your inner baddie workshop just as a good entry point, just to even start thinking about these things. So you need to work on these different parts of your lives so that your will essentially will be balanced. I'm not saying that your will will be at a perfect 10 all around. That's impossible. Your will won't be all perfect 10s all around. But we can get you to like a solid 7, 8, okay? Even some 9s. But just a bit more evenness there. Now, the second letter in Batty is for authenticity. So I believe that authenticity is definitely a lifelong journey. Throughout our lives, we're going to experiment with different partners, different hobbies, different jobs to identify what feels right to us over time and what feels authentic. So eventually we get to a point where we feel comfortable with ourselves and our flaws, our strengths, our weaknesses, our habits, our aspirations, situations, mistakes, wins, losses, everything, right? But it takes time for you to find your authentic self. And I think a good way for you to embrace what is authentic and really discover what is authentic to you is to think about what is genuine and consistent in your life. Whatever is the easiest for you to do is probably the most authentic to you. So for me, it's easy for me to start making unsolicited suggestions to people when they are talking about a situation or I feel like they need help. It's easy for me to jump into that position. So that is authentic to me. It's easy for me to want to spend time by myself after I've talked to people all day long. That's easy for me. That is authentic for me. I don't feel forced. I don't feel uncomfortable doing those things. And you develop this version of your authentic self by having the courage to be yourself wherever you are. I did an episode earlier this year about not sacrificing the authenticity of yourself for the sake of being relatable. And I think so many people are okay with sacrificing who they are just to make sure other people around them feel comfortable even when you're not necessarily doing anything wrong. No, we're not sacrificing our authentic intelligence just to make someone else feel better, okay? So be okay with people not liking you. And I'm not saying, hey, go out there and start a mass hate train for yourself. But be okay with not being other people's cups of tea and other people not being your cup of tea either. Another good way for you to determine what your authentic self is, is to determine what your values are. So in the description, I'm also including a baddie value sheet. And this is a good entry point for you to pick out what your values are. So I like to look at the whole sheet and then pick out your top 10. After you pick out your top 10, narrow those 10 down to five. After you have those five, pick your top three. You can't live by 10 values. You have three top values that you're like, this is me. I'm going to rock with this regardless of whatever situation I'm in. So pick those top three values. And then journal about how you embody these values in your life and how they manifest in your life. Now, at this point, you're probably thinking, hey, Quanisha, I'm overwhelmed. You've gone over two pillars already. I feel like you're throwing a lot at me. I know, baby girl, it's a lot. That's why I told you write it down. Write it down so you don't feel like you need to process it all right now. Not only write it down, but I also have a tool that is going to help you determine, hey, which of these do I really need to work at? Because honestly, some of you are already really good at balance, right? You don't necessarily need to do that life will. 
Some of you are already living your authentic self. As I go through the rest of the pillars, you may think, oh, I need help with this one. So what I have for you is a quiz to help you determine what are your strength areas and where are your growth areas. And this quiz is going to tell you what is your strongest baddie pillar and which pillar you need to grow in. Now, I don't want you to go take the quiz right now. I just want to tell you about it. Calm down. I just wanted to tell you about it. Do not go take the quiz now because I still want you to get a full understanding of what a baddie is before you go and take the quiz. But just know the quiz is there for you. And I want to tell you this so we can focus. I want you to focus. Let's jump into the next letter, which is D. And this D is for driven. Now, if you know anything about me, you know I love a good goal, right? Baddies are driven. They have goals. They go for them. They embody discipline. They know how to manage their time. And they implement productivity strategies. We also believe in diverse goals, not smart goals. We okay with a smart goal. They have their place, but not with us. So I have this analogy that I like to use. Imagine a huge brick wall in front of you right now, right? This huge brick wall is your big goal. Your big goal could be anything. So think about what your big goal is. That's one big brick wall. It's your responsibility now to break that big brick wall down brick by brick. By you taking down the bricks, you're now dissecting the things that you need to know how to do to achieve this goal. So if my goal is to lose weight, that's my big goal, right? I need to break it down brick by brick. What are the things that I need to do to lose weight? What am I currently doing that I can't lose weight, right? So taking down the brick means I'm now dissecting what it means to achieve that goal. And those individual bricks are the things that I need to do. So to lose weight, I probably need to move my body more. I probably need to consume less food, consume more protein, things like that. Whatever I am saying I need to do to lose weight, those are the individual bricks. When I start building the brick wall back up, these are the habits that I need to implement in order to build my wall. So that means that I know that this habit, this thing, what I need to do is walking more steps a day. I need to walk 10,000 steps a day. That means me building the wall is me saying, hey, every day I'm going to walk 10,000 steps. I'm going to walk 3,000 in the morning, 3,000 in the afternoon, 4,000 in the evening. Breaking it down so that I know exactly what I need to do to achieve said goal. Breaking down your goals into these little chunks is going to drive you to achieve them because by breaking them down, they're going to seem more manageable and more defined. The next D that we are going to address is deserving. You need to start thinking, if not me, then who? Definitely one of my favorite quotes because it speaks to this, this state of deservingness. If you don't deserve it, then who does deserve it? To think that you deserve something speaks so highly to your personal value and your self-esteem. I can assure you that all baddies believe that they are truly deserving of all of the things that they want and the things that they receive. Some of us really need to tap into this state, right? And you need to have the right mindset to truly believe that you deserve something. Like think of one thing right now in your head that you feel like you don't deserve. I couldn't think of anything. I'm gonna tell you right now, I couldn't think of anything because I think I deserve everything. I think I deserve the world. And that has nothing to do with how you feel about yourself or what you think about me. It's what I think about me. I think I deserve the world. As a baddie, you deserve it. So 
the best way for you to step into the state of deservingness and to feel like you can have it all and you should have it all is to face the facts. When you don't feel like you deserve everything that you do, that comes from a place of lack in a sense. Like you feel like you haven't done the things you need to do to deserve it or you're not the person that you should be who deserves those kinds of things, but you are. So with facing the facts, I want you to think about all of the accomplishments that you've achieved over your life. And then once you think of the accomplishments, think about the traits that are associated with the type of person that achieves those, right? So let's say one of my accomplishments was I won a gold medal in ice skating. Now, what are the traits of someone who wins a gold medal in ice skating? That person's probably very disciplined, right? That person's disciplined. That person's dedicated. That person's fit. That person is mentally strong. That person is a team player. That person, I can go on and on about that person, right? These are the the, the habit, This these are the traits of that person, right? Because I'm the person that won this gold medal. Now, what habits and routines did I have to cultivate to get there, right? I had to learn how to be mentally strong. I had to learn how to say no to things that didn't serve me. I had to learn how to say yes to the hard things. Think about the habits and routines that you had to cultivate to accomplish that thing. The next thing I want you to do is think, how would you describe that person to me? So remove yourself from yourself for a second. You've talked, you've, you've chosen accomplishment. You've now talked about the traits that you had to embody to achieve that accomplishment. You've thought about the habits and routines that you had to cultivate to accomplish that, now tell me as if you're talking about another person. So I would say, because it's remember, I won the gold medal. This girl who won a gold medal in skating is so mentally, physically, and emotionally fit. She's a team player. She's so disciplined. She knows how to get the job done, right? I know I can depend on this girl for anything because she never lets herself down. So she's not going to let other people down. When you're able to talk about someone else in such high regards, you need to be able to do the same thing for yourself. Now, I want you to think to yourself, what are the accomplishments that you have achieved and what type of person are you as a result of that? Now, the reason I want you to do this activity is because we feel like we need a reason to deserve something. Okay. Now, if I did all these wonderful things I deserve something. So now I can rationalize in my head that it this is this is for me. This is how I can step into the state of deservingness if it's not something that's innate to me. So I want you to do that activity. And again, again, if you feel overwhelmed, you feel like, oh my God, like I have a lot of thought work to do. That is okay, baby girl. I can help you. I can help you. I want to keep moving. I is for iconic. You may hear the word iconic and you may think that it means you're doing too much, but it means you're not doing enough. If you're afraid of the word iconic, that means you're not doing enough. You need to take a step back and go back to deserving because these two pillars are kind of linked to self-worth. You need to feel like you are that girl, that woman, that you know what? wherever you are and it is not being conceded and there's also nothing wrong with that as long as you're not hurting anyone but it's not conceded you baddies are an icon in their own right and the best way for you to discover your your iconic behavior 
is to find something you're good at and become the best. If you want to take it a level up, think about how you want to leave a legacy in this world. And you don't even have to take it up there. Just think about what are you good at? What are you the person that someone would call on you for? This could be a business. This could be a hobby. This could be a skill. This could even be a role you play in life. Whatever it is, it's the thing that you want to be known for, the legacy you leave on the world. What makes you so iconic? You're the best. You're the best. What are you the best at? What are you the best at? So I think there are the the three ways for you to kind of just start thinking about like, what are you an icon in is to think through what are some hobbies that you like. You can think about what what do you at work like what role do you play like what are you good at at work what are you good at at work what do people say we need a call on Quanisha to do this or think about the role you play in someone's life sometimes being a mother is someone's legacy this is what they are called to do this is what they're good at those mothers are iconic those people you hear constantly talking about their mothers and how their mothers played a large role in their life how they want to be just like their mothers those mothers were iconic Okay, so you need to think about what it is, the role you play, the things you like to do and how you become an icon. Now, I'm going to take us home with the final letter in our series. It's not a series with the final letter in baddie. And that is E. And E is for evolving. I think one of the worst things you can do is to be the same person today that you were five years ago. The example I have is when you get those notifications from like Google Photos and they're like, hey, five years ago on this day, you were here. Take a look at the memory we created for you. You're able to look at it and you're like, like, look at that. That's so cute. I love those, right? Because I'm able to look back at a specific time or a specific date and think about who I was at that time, who I was with, in the picture, maybe like, where was I in this place mentally, emotionally, physically? And then I can think about my journey like, wow, because me, I can't just look at a picture and call it a day. I always have to turn it into a moment. So I love these moments because I'm able to just think back and say, wow, I've evolved. And I love that for me. I look back and I reflect on the person that I was. Now, I think that evolving could be one of the hardest pillars for one to achieve because you have to be open-minded in order for you to be an evolving baddie you have to be open-minded and this is harder than it actually seems because your brain is it likes easy things right your natural inclination are things that are easy and your brain loves to do them so when you make the choice to be open-minded that means that you're open to being curious that means you're open to feeling empathy for others. That means you're okay with your beliefs being challenged. That means you're okay with being wrong. That means you're comfortable with the unknown. And that means that you're also okay with believing that people who have opinions that are different from yours, it's okay for them to believe in whatever they believe in, right? That is what it means to truly be open-minded. Someone who has a completely different opinion than you, you feel like, hey, you have the right to express that. That ain't got nothing to do with me. The next thing you can do as an evolving baddie is to truly lean into change. So as time goes on, change in your life is inevitable. They say that the only thing constant in life is change, and that is 100% true. Stop trying to hold on to the past and 
keep things the same because by doing that, you're truly disrupting the trajectory of your life. Your life is not supposed to stay the same. Your life should continue to progress. And by you saying no to change and not leaning into it, you're ruining things. The last thing I'll say in terms of you embracing your natural personal evolution is to document everything. Earlier, I named the example of me getting the Google Photos notification and looking back at that moment. Document everything. Take pictures, take videos, journal. One of my favorite activities is to look back at my old journals and say, wow, look how much my thinking has shifted. So when I think about the way I used to process events, they were always so negative and so me-centered. I would always feel like this person is doing this to me and not even thinking, hey, this person has a life. That's not what I thought. So document everything so that you are able to see how you've changed over time. And it can be very refreshing and evidence of your evolution. I will stop right here because, again, I've thrown a lot at you, but I hope that you've really, really gotten the grasp of what a baddie is. If this is too much for you to do on your own, I get it. I know it's a lot. You shouldn't try to do all these things on your own, especially all at once. So I highly, highly encourage you all to take my quiz to figure out which baddie pillar you should put the most focus into. And once you put some work in to see what happens, take the quiz again and see what progress you've made. If you want to skip the quiz, though, that's also an option. And you just want to get the tools you need to be a better bad. You just want to work on everything at one time. You can start implementing them with me in my Tap Into Your Inner Baddie workshop. I want you to view this workshop as an investment of your money and your time. We'll take two hours to do a deep dive into each of the pillars. We're going to discuss the mindsets that you need to be a baddie. And of course, you'll be in great company with one another. The link to grab this is in my description box. So leave me a comment below. Let me know which of these baddie pillars do you feel like you vibe with the most? Which one do you feel like you need to work on the most? Um, which one do you feel like you're already a badass at? And I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye.